time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. But Joseph and Chris present to you... Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. This is a show where we wake up in the Saturday morning sun, plop down another room for the big bowl of sugary cereal, and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And with us today... Shaddai! Shaddai! Hi, should I? Hi. Thanks for having me. Should die. Should die has been died. with the network yeah. for a very long time. Yes. So very original. Anyone who's listened to any other show is familiar with Should I? Yes. And her way. This really old network of like a, a week. Wait, so now that now I need to know, since this is a Saturday morning thing and kids might be listening, does this mean I need to uh be rated G? Generally, yes. we yeah, we try we to be bleep okay. out the curse words, but right, so I don't right. want to. I this. tend to struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone that listens to the show knows that I have a little bit of trouble mm-hmm. not not saying. I can things. I can totally do it, but I'm we good, uh, but yeah. I edit out Chris a lot. Well, for yeah. this for this specific cartoon that we just watched, that it is was rated R. Rated R. So yes. we'll say this podcast is going to be rated R for anybody yeah. listening, mainly uh, because we don't feel like editing that much. Yeah, well, that, that also, but <laughs> specifically one hundred percent because we're at Comic Con. <laughs> we're at, we're at San Diego Comic Con right now. We're yeah. literally sitting on the floor of our. Hotel room <laughs> After of five viewing. people, yeah, <laughs> in one room, and and uh, and doing this podcast, and we're we are trying to put it up as quick as we can, so we're not going to take a lot of time to edit. So. No, we, we don't have time to edit, and uh, it's the the movie's rated R, so kids shouldn't be listening to this anyway. I don't think kids listen to us. Speaking anyway. speaking of what did we watch? Well, anybody who's read the title and clicked on this probably knows that we watched Batman: The Killing Joke from yes. 2016. Mm-hmm. It is from 2016. It's from today. It's from today. <laughs> we were at the world premiere. The world premiere. We were that special. We're that lucky. We paid good money to go only to San Diego s- Comic Con. Yeah, only only yeah. a select yeah. four thousand something people got yeah. to watch this. <laughs> Which I guess, in the grand scheme, if you think about the world population, that's still a very minute group to see it. But still, you know, it was a fairly decent crowd. But it was very yeah. decent. But we were pretty privileged to be among the, the first to ever lay eyes on this. Right. So with Batman and Killing Joke, Chris, who, as usual, who are some of the cast and crew that went along with this? Okay. So um, the the basic the basic crew you would come to expect from a Batman animated um, cartoon. So we had Kevin Conroy voicing Batman, the great Kevin Conroy. He's... The, the the person best Batman yes, ever the, definitive. the the person I hear in my head when I read any Batman comic true fantastic and um he did a bumper for us a long time ago for Nerds on Tap um one of our other shows and I got to voice Alfred and it was really fun because <laughs> then I can say that I voiced something with Kevin Conroy even though it was not at the same time <laughs> and, and he didn't know about it yeah, and he didn't know but and then we had Ray Wise was voicing. Commissioner Gordon. I love mm-hmm. Ray Wise. Um, he was in Twin Peaks. He was in Reaper, as I've probably mentioned before. Actually, in one of our last episodes, I mentioned that show because 
Tyler Labine, who voiced Hunk from Voltron, was also one of the main characters of that same show. Mm. So and Tyler Labine also was in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. That's where you so would know him from Shaddai. So good. A great show. Um a and movie. then movie. then we have Tara Strong voicing Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. And my God, did she do an amazing job in this one? Holy yes. oh yeah. Stuff. Holy stuff. <laughs> Holy stuff. I'm gonna try so hard not to not to do it, but uh and, make, and up, a, make up a word. Yeah, we did that go, one time. Go Robin style. Like, holy, holy Toledo, Batman. Holy Snickerdoodles. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Holy Snickerdoodles, Batman. You did have a Snickerdoodle I cookie. I ate a Snickerdoodle cookie. Yeah. Given to me by the cousin of Doug Jones. <laughs> it's been great. It's been good. <laughs> a good evening. We'll have to talk about Doug's cousin. But anyway, then um, the, the final cast member I want to mention, of course, is the fantastic Mark Hamill as the Joker and good Lord. Like, I mean, everybody did a great job in this, but Mark Hamill. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Like chilling, chilling. Uh, it was, it was the best performance I think I've ever heard in animation. <laughs> Everyone knows that he's great. And what was fun is, uh, so before we saw in the movie, they did a quick panel and they brought, um, everyone out that worked on it. Mark couldn't be there, but he called, in he called the moderator who put his iPhone up to the microphone so that he could actually talk to the crowd and it was hilarious and yeah. it was awesome at the same time. Yeah, because we got some Joker from that too. Yes, it albeit from a phone through a microphone to the crowd, but it was still good. It was really funny too because they totally played it as um like Mark was talking and then he was like, "Hang on, there's someone else that wants to talk to you," and and, and then then he was doing the Joker voice. So it was kind of fun that he played it as two different people. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. I liked it a lot. So on the panel, we had our voice actors mm -hmm. along yes. with the people overseeing, which was we had Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim. Of course. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Sam Liu, who's a director. And then um, Brian Azzarello. Of course. Brian the Azzarello, writer. the writer for the film. Yes. Whereas in the book, it was done by Alan Moore. Right. In 1988. Yep. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, this is based on that story. And when they approach stories like this, there's always a fear that they're going to stray too far from the source material. And in this case, they did and they didn't. They added to it. They added some padding, but I think that it was necessary padding. And it really did help to move the story along and keep it in a movie format without making it too short. Right. And not just the padding, too. They added this whole long section way before. Right. That actually started. And the reason um, that they did it, and this is something that Brian Azzarello really kind of drove home as he spoke, was that in the actual Killing Joke graphic novel, that Barbara Gordon does not have a story arc. And she's the only character that does not have a story arc. She's just there. The bad thing that happens to her happens. And then she is done in that right. story. That's it. That's the end. And this, they're like, you know what, you need a connection to Barbara before this happens, especially people that aren't familiar with um, with her as a character that are going in and seeing this. Or, I mean, even people that are familiar with it. It was so much better, and it was such a richer story, spending a lot of time with her before you go through the tragedy that she goes through. Yeah, because right. in the original story, there's the the presumption that you know about Barbara Gordon's backstory, Batgirl's backstory, and 
everything about her enough to care about her character and what happens to her. Whereas this actually plants the seed for you and develops the character, as you say, a little bit further within the movie so that you get to uh, form a relationship with this character and care about what's happening versus just her being kind of a side character. Yeah, and, uh, and it definitely adds to, you know, a lot of, you know, Batman's point. And so based off the book and based off of the film, it's this whole parallel world that Batman and Joker had both gone through a tragic thing in their life and how that tragic thing has changed them to become what they are. Right. And so one bad day can. Right. Right. One bad day could turn you into what the Joker is because he's saying yeah, it can turn an ordinary yeah, man. One bad day turn the Joker into what he became. So he's saying that you're no different than me. Mm-hmm. He's saying Batman, like one bad day could turn you into me. So you're no better than I am. So to prove his point, his whole plot was to do as much as he could to kind of torture Commissioner Gordon to right. make him mentally break and prove his point that, you know, one bad day, anyone could become him. Right. Because right, to push him over the edge. Because exactly. Gordon is known for, you know, he plays by the rules. He's all about the book, you know, the law and yeah. that, you know, he is. this good guy. So he would be the perfect candidate to test out this experiment and to prove to Bruce and the whole world that this quote unquote ordinary man can also be broken down. Right. And I think part of it too, is him trying to prove the, what he perceives as the hypocrisy of what Batman is. Right. Yeah. So I think that also Within this story, as I, as we said, they, they do develop Batgirl's character a bit more before the tragedy occurs. And we can't go too deep into this right now. Just to preface this, we're going to talk about it very generally as a review first. And then we'll jump into a spoiler, maybe five minutes of spoiler at the end. But we will cut it off to the point where you will know we're about to spoil it and you will get a countdown. And yes. if you are still listening, this is your fault. Or <laughs> right. if you get but, mad, if you get mad, blame it's yourself. Your fault. Yeah. <laughs> but no, before that, we're just going to talk very generally. If, if you've read the story before, you'll know the majority of that. But we were not going to presume that you have entirely. So we're not going to go detail by detail. But right. generally speaking, we can give it a good review. And if yeah. you haven't read the graphic novel, the that's one and Eisen you know, award and, yes. and everything since 1988. Come yeah. on, y'all. Come on. You've had time. Get your sh- I, 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 I mean, we, get we can't get really say we can't really say spoiler <laughs> alert from 1988. Come on. By the way, this episode is rated R. Just, <laughs> yes, just like the, ra- the film is also rated R. If you bring your kids. Well, well your kids probably don't. Yeah, yeah you we'll explain should, at the end. And yeah, and a spoiler detail. You probably shouldn't have little kids watch this. Not film. little kids. Yeah. No, 14 year olds. Yeah, it's OK. Sure. I, I think I think even like, you know, 12 to 13 or something could still could still handle it. Yeah. But any yeah. younger than it's that. It's not is, it's not graphic. A lot yeah. of it's kind of implication. 
Um, yeah, it's a lot of implication. There's implication, but there are the some head. violence that there is that's violence. a little like, whoa, violence. like some jump moments where you're like, holy cow. Like okay. the explosion on the boat. Explosion like on what the happens boat. after? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and before I and that. after. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of gunplay that goes into it that a it's lot. like from and one of the first scenes even. There's, there's, there's light cursing. It's light cursing, but yes, it's definitely there. It's made for adults for sure. It's, it's made for adults and you can feel that. You can feel the R there but it's not a hard r you know what i mean it's like how about you read it and then decide if you're okay with your child watching well, it. okay yeah. okay yeah because the book itself is also graphic yeah, yeah I, I think just the r rating will kind of give people pause and be like okay maybe i shouldn't maybe i should watch this before yeah. my kid does so right we're just saying definitely do because there's yeah. enough to worry yeah and we're about to tell you why it's amazing yeah exactly so just generally speaking guys let's give this a quick review of okay. what we thought about it chris do you want to go first Sure. Um, it was beautiful, honestly. I mean, everything about it, the animation, the the music um, just gave it this feeling. And honestly, the, my favorite part about it was honestly the beginning that was not originally part of the story, the, the stuff that they added for Barbara. I think that's honestly, in retrospect, my favorite part because they added so much depth to her character. And it wasn't all like good things. I mean, she made some mistakes and, and they had Batman make some mistakes too, but it just, it made you think that she's, she's not a fictional character. It made you feel like you're watching a real person because she, she did things and she said things and she reacted the way that, you know, I, I see women that I know react. I mean, obviously these are extreme and exaggerated situations, but the you're still getting um, the feel of like the thought process and stuff like that, that the character's supposed to be having. And it feels genuine and it feels real. It, it, to me, it felt like the most real portrayal of a character on an animated screen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just it was amazing what they did with it. And what would you rate it? I would rate it five out of five. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you that putting Barbara's story together and her relationship as Barbara, not just as Batgirl, you know, like when she's at the library and and her friend and things like that, like the whole conversation, it's so genuine and at the same time, very organic. It it feels real. It's one of those like, yeah, "Yeah, that's how I talk with my gay boyfriend, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I I love it. I, I think what makes this film great, honestly, is because it's, it's mostly heavy on Joker's origin is mm-hmm. when you hear Mark Hamill playing not Joker, but his actual his backstory him, himself with his wife and the relationship and, and his doubts and stuff. It's very sensitive of like, OK, I kind of sort of hear the Joker, but I kind of hear an a normal human being like that's yeah. not over exaggerated you, you hear some hints right right like it yeah. kind of sneaks through especially when he's freaking out a bit he's like this yes. is what you're thinking and this is what you see me as and then and, and that's then, that's interesting to point out because that's a very talented voice actor right one yes. one who and that goes back to mel blank even because that's someone right. who can imitate or who can change the tone of their own a voice that's not even their own right to a tone that is like a lesser version of that. Right. It's like the, the Mel Blanc version of uh, Daffy, Daffy Duck acting Bugs. like Bugs Bunny yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, 
a voice imitating another voice and it's like so this is regular joker exactly but it's not joker it's yeah yeah it's whatever i guess no one really knows what his real name is it's been like implemented that his name is jack in the movies yeah yeah, from the films right but like it never never on this film like you know brian could have written like his actual name but they still kept it secret like even when he's locked up it it says you know like name unknown unknown, right so he is you know He's a John Doe in our world. And it's also interesting because the Joker even says, and this is something that's known, is that, you know, he he changes the story in his head right. sometimes yeah. to fit the narrative. Oh my and God, so, completely. Yeah, because so like, you never we don't know, even know for what, sure what's the actual truth. The that, that's right. one thing that I love about his character is that he's so far gone. And, and this is something that, you know, people with really high opinions of themselves. Right. They tend to, even even though they know the truth, they they tend to think of certain situations differently than how they actually happened, um, and think because the the reason is because they think of themselves in a certain way, so they kind of change the actuality um, or the reality of what happens to suit how they want to see themselves in their mind. Right. Right. Almost to justify their actions. Exactly. Yeah. And they're basically manipulative. You know, they're going to use what they can to get what they want. And then, and you see that this person in his origin moment, you know, like in his life before he had turned quote unquote evil. I mean, he was, he was kind of sort of a bad guy. Like he was willing to do crime in order to get ahead. But for a good cause. For a good cause, but I but mean, he's still crossing the line, basically. It's for, I mean, it's to serve himself, but to serve, you know, his unborn child and wife, but it's to well, serve within himself. There's two sides of that coin. Right. I mean, it's not a two-faced sword, but there's two sides <laughs> of that coin because it's, you know, he's doing it Presumably for his family, for his soon-to-be child, right, and his current wife. I guess the the I guess the thing there is, and the argument you can make is that so he is basically a failed comedian, right, who turns to doing something for like basically like the mob, um, to try to make easy money for his wife and his kid. But then there's also the argument that's like, okay, you know what, that's kind of noble in a way because he's trying to provide for his family but there's also like you know and maybe if he's failing as a comedian he needs to try something else right. he needs to go right. to crime exactly so he, so he yeah. makes that like decision. he had a job already he quit his job yeah. in order to pursue yeah. what would be his dream and he decided to take the easy route and say I'm gonna help these guys steal some stuff right and that's gonna get me a lot of money even though he, exactly. he's basically justifying Right, what he's doing. And it's one of those where, like, his wife wasn't even concerned. She was like, we got two months. We could still do this. Like, she's giving options. She was supporting his career. And he, it just wasn't enough for him. It basically came down to his own insecurities. Yeah, his ego. husband and uh, I mean, And and there are multiple perspectives that you could put on that. And you can play devil's advocate and agree with the side that went to crime, given the, the, you know, being pushed to the limit uh right. kind of what the really the whole idea of the story is and to different degrees right and that's exactly. and that's really like the beauty behind what mark brought to life within that character is that you can see you can see those things you can see his mm-hmm. in, or not see but hear you mm-hmm. hear his insecurities you hear how like you know these monsters 
speak with him, you know, very degrading and, and they just kind of talk down to him and he's just kind of like, all right, like he's taking it. And and it's just a weird position to hear like, oh my God, like right. someone is talking to the Joker and he's like about it. Yeah. And then how he becomes who he is and no one, like every, you know that the mob and everyone like is terrified of him now. Yes. So he's become this kingpin overnight, you know? Yeah. It was basically like um, he, he was kind of ridiculed and he was kind of used by the mob before he became the Joker. So now that he is the Joker, he has basically made sure that that can never happen again because they are terrified of him. Right. So he's basically like conquered his own insecurities by becoming something that they feared when it originally was something that he feared instead. And I think a lot of it was just kind of his own himself being kind of mentally unstable to where insecurity is not really something that's in his vocabulary anymore. Like he does what he does and he believes everything that he does is righteous and justified by his own insanity in a way right he still has his own insecurities when you know certain keys are or certain buttons are pushed and batman is learning how to do that and we see that happening towards the end even a bit but it's this it's a learning process still as long as they've been toe-to-toe with one another it's still a learning process and getting to know each other as actual human beings versus just like black and white yeah one thing I really enjoyed was the the dialogue between Joker in his flashbacks um, when he wasn't Joker yet, but that that man and his wife and that, you know, she literally only said one thing. Oh, yeah. At this one part. And he freaks out. Yeah, his over exaggeration. His, his yeah. His insecurities. She just says the word. Oh, when he says that he messed something up and, and he just you can tell how low self-esteem he has because he automatically assumes that, that she's ridiculing him, that she's disappointed in him. And it's really like, it's obviously just a reflection of how he sees himself. Right. And that is so, that's very relatable because I've seen people react that way. And, and, you know, I've reacted that way for certain things before. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very, it's a very human it is kind of reaction. And, and I've never really seen that, portrayed so accurately before in not even just film but absolutely yeah because it is right. one of those things where it's like uh it's not what she said it's how it's you how say she it. said it and yeah that's, and that's what he that, was trying to say too exactly. he was like no i know what you said but the way you said yeah, it, it was, like, it was, oh, it was her tone and i yeah. can i can get that <laughs> because Shadai does that sometimes i feel like and that again oh, yeah. that's probably my own insecurities but it's like exactly. sometimes you're just at a point where you're like the way you, like, I didn't the way to, someone I didn't else says something, that, yeah. it's not what they said. It's just like the tone that they use can really like just push that, just like the straw that breaks the camel's yeah. back, uh, figuratively speaking. Oh, or should I? Yeah. I'm sorry, to, we keep kind of hijacking your review, but you're making good points that are kind of dry. Oh, yeah, this is my review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I've had that exact conversation with my wife before because like, you know, I, I have a lot of anxiety. I'm an anxious person. So I, I mean, I have insecurities and. Um, she'll say something every once in a while and, and I will, the, the way she says something like I will take a specific meaning to it and it might be the exact opposite of what she's actually going for. And so, and then I'll be like, Oh, I, I, you meant this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling her what she meant. And she's like, no, like 
you can't tell me what I meant by that because I know what I meant by that because I'm mm-hmm. the one that said it. So, um, yeah, that definitely came through in that and they did it really well. Yeah, that's uh, that's deep cuts. Basically. Super yeah. deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. But I, I thought it was great. I think that's that was what's really beautiful about this film is that the voice acting behind it they put so much thought into it and it's the same thing with for like Kevin Conroy as Batman. And I love even even though Alfred had just a small itty bitty part, but I loved his whole thing. You know, it's like Master Bruce, like, here's your dinner. Is there anything yeah. you need or do you want me to get like, to, do you want me to leave? Do you, you want, want me to, to leave? Yeah. But, it, but the same thing with like the tone and the way the delivery of that was yes. funny because it just sounded like, do you want me out of your face right now? Yeah. Like, are you like, are you over this? Do, do you need to think? Yeah. 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 And it was also a kind of like, you're not really listening to me. Are yeah. You? You're not even listening. Yeah. Like exactly. It's like, I'm just going through the motion. I'm just telling you, like, here's your food. I'll get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I love the line that he says, where he says, you can't save everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like Alfred is honestly, he's a, he's a realist. Yeah. And Batman is, even though, the way he is and the, though he's he's super dark he's still in a way he's still an idealist right he still wants to and he makes it obvious he still wants to be able to save the joker he he knows that eventually one's going to kill the other but he's still like he's stubborn and he doesn't want to accept that but alfred knows you know it, that's what's going to happen right. it's inevitable alfred is like uh I guess it depends on how he's written, but I think in most um, versions of Alfred, you know, he's a war veteran. He knows how things go. Mm-hmm. So he's 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 grounded in reality. So if I were to rate this film, <laughs> <laughs> I too would give it a solid five out of five. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've kind of talked about a lot of what I would touch on, but I'll go a little bit more into Joker's side of things where... Yes, the Batgirl portion was very strong and it was a great addition to this entire film. It made it really fluid. But I also think that there was padding added to the Joker's portion to the whole last half of the movie. But it felt so natural, like it belonged there in the first place. That There wasn't a point where I could have said like, oh, that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit like that puzzle piece is obviously misshapen because it doesn't go there. Like it felt natural the whole time and the voice acting really added to that even the um well i won't i won't say yet but just all of it flowed so well together and i think that just makes for such a great film and it stuck so close to the source material even to the point of the imagery and those certain panels sticking to brian bollard's original art oh my gosh like that's so um it's so recognizable. It's iconic. It is so iconic that you look at it and you're like, you get chills. There yes. was actually people, there was applause it's when yeah. certain, scenes. certain scenes came up because of well, just you, how you recognizable say, uh, they are. Specifically when the, during the flashback, when he finally actually becomes the Joker, yes. he comes out of that chemical plant and he's starts, you know, doing the Laughing. lap and he's pulling his hair and right. the maniacal laugh. Yeah. yeah. Everyone applauded and cheered. Yeah. Because it was so good. Mm-hmm. It is. And that's like exactly like it is in the comics. Yeah. Yes. And so you can't do it another if they would have done it another way, it would no. have kind of robbed from the scene. 
that just made it so it just gave it so much weight and it's like they were saying even in the 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 talk a little bit beforehand or maybe this is the one that was right after where they were just like you have to kind of stick to the source material to a certain extent and it's it's a fine line because you want to add to it you want to make certain updates and changes to kind of make the story fit a different format but at the same time you have to stick to a certain portion of the story and the original stuff to make it to make the original fans happy you know to to please us and And as original fans and as an original fan myself like this definitely hit all the right notes and I, i think it gave me exactly what i wanted from it and even more so just to you know jump to mine real quick it i five out of five easily like hands yeah. down yeah and i think a lot of it ha- honestly has to do with bruce tim you know be overseeing that art mm-hmm. because you know we grew up with his with batman the animated series and stuff and his art mm-hmm. and for him too to having read the killing joke in 1988 and being like no like this this is it like, right. You cannot change it. He's a huge fan, obviously. Yeah, he was even like, talking about like how yeah. they were trying to change some scenes, like the people who were setting up the, right. the storyboards, and he's like, "No, uh, this is good, but it's not Brian Bullard." Yeah, and we're not doing that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not changing that. Yeah, so I love that. That was a smart move for sure on their part. I gotta say, like, um, to me, this this animation was as good as. I, I hold the the Dark Knight movie up very, very high because it's an excellent film. I mean, with excellent performances, especially by, I mean, everyone loves the Joker in that. By yeah, Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. But mm-hmm. honestly, this was as good, if not better, than that this was the sequel that we needed to yeah. that film. Yeah. Especially because the the way that they built tension in this equaled that because in the, and, and it has a lot to do with the music in that too. In the really tense scenes with the Joker in The Dark Knight, you hear that kind of like buzzing noise that just grows louder and louder right. and louder. And you're just on the edge of your seat because you don't know what he's going to do because he's he's insane. And he's, you know, you you, you can't predict what he's going to do. And um, they did that a lot in this, too. There is this music that just kind of would build up and build up and build up. And in these really intense moments when you're like, even though you read the story, you're like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to play out. Like, yeah, this is going to be bad. Completely. This is something bad is really going to happen. And that's yeah, definitely something they talked about. They're like, oh, holy, <laughs> now we, we need a soundtrack to this. Like, yeah. what do we do? It's also yeah. cautionary to an extent where it's like, even though you've read the original story, you're waiting to see if they use that part of it. You're waiting to right. see how they pulled it off. And yeah. there's, there's nervousness to it, but also kind of excitement in a way that it's like, if they did it the way that I'm hoping they did, this is going to be just amazing. And like I said, it hit every note that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, before we keep talking about it, let's go ahead and jump into the spoiler portion. So again, anybody listening right now, stop listening if you don't want to hear spoilers about this. If you do, for whatever reason, you haven't watched it yet, then keep uh, on yeah. listening. Yeah. Are you a martyr? Like, what's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, come on. You're doing it to yourself. <laughs> Should we give them a countdown? Yeah, we're going like to give them 10 or something. Uh, oh, well, we'll do the Batman countdown. Yeah, yeah he, did, he did, like, I'm counting to 10. One, nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nine. 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 Okay. Yeah. We're going to give you really five seconds, though. So okay. before the spoilers start. So five, four, 
three. That's a one. <laughs> two, two. One. one. And spoilers. Spoilers. Right now, right now, right now. Spoilers. Okay. Okay. Go. Um, so and this is honestly like one of the things I want to talk about the most. And I I can't I I can't not spoil things without talking about how this shaped Barbara's character and how we um, saw her. So she she's making mistakes and Batman's making mistakes and and she gets so upset and there's just this tension between the two for so long and finally they they come to blows and then she gets the better of him, throws him to the ground yes. and then all she she kisses him. <laughs> I was all him. about that. I was and, like, get and, it, girl, and get it. <laughs> starts pulling off clothes and you know what happens next. Yeah, I mean, they, they go for that's it. That's part of the implication of it where it's like, and, oh man, and the whole crowd just like, yeah. yeah so like, and the thing is, so afterwards <laughs> there was a Q&A and somebody complained about it. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> they're trying to make an argument that like, oh, you're trying to make this woman who's independent and strong, but then like, oh, she has sex and you show her, take her shirt off and all this. this and then she's pining over and Bruce. she's pining over and, and they're like, no, no, that's that was not at all the implications like you read that wrong completely because it's yes, she is this independent woman. She's strong. She feels very confident that she's better than anyone who's ever like assisted Batman as in any of the Robins, right? right? And right. so she's just like, no, like I'm a much better fighter than they than they were, and I know my. She's also technologically, you know, savvy, and you know she has that detective, like what Batman is, what Bruce is, like it, he she's does detective uh, work. Yeah, she's closer to being his equal. She, she, right, one. she is, but she's still naive in a sense to where she, she uh, as Bruce is kind of seeing, right. she's still excited about it she's not been pushed to the edge yet right so she's still doing she's still having quote-unquote fun with it right, right right she's still having fun because it challenges her it challenges her as this woman and she feels needed and she feels that she can do something about it so she's right. excited that she found a place in this world that you know like she has a purpose yeah and it's good to get your perspective on it too Shania, right because yeah. there is a lot of excitement coming from you and after the fact, you had a question. Yeah, I got up and I was like, I got to And it had to deal with her is that I was very grateful that they put her in that in that place in that position and in, in a woman that's very modern. Right. Yeah. And it's her own prerogative. She's going to fuck if she wants to. Fuck. And then she even says after <laughs> she's like, all right, if you're not going to call me. That's cool. Like we made the mistake and that it was a one night stand and I just want to work. Like she's like, she can see it as just sex. She can see it as it wasn't romantic. And I love that. I love that they put that. Yeah, that's not, and that's not just a, a woman specific thing. That's like a, that's people just need closure sometimes to something. And Batman's exactly. not giving that right. to her in right. that sense. Like she won't, he won't talk to her. And about that's it. what makes him human too. That's also what, what's, it's one of those where like when I talk with my girls about dating, it's like that mother like that, be a man that, it, what like, I was it, be a it was man. like when he was looking at the like at the at the bat screen on yeah. his I know his car, he's debating like, whether to answer I know yeah. I know I think he wasn't sure what yes, he was gonna exactly. do yes exactly he's like she's yeah, calling me be like, but she waited like good on her she waited like three days and she was he was like we haven't spoken in a few days and she and you see her reaction when like this one guy is telling the girl like how clingy she is and he needs space 
And she was there to give him that oh, space. He, she gave him a space. I know, yeah. but, but she was pissed. And I love that because basically that said, it's like, all right, you're, if you're going to somebody, and even if it's a one night stand or not, or whatever the case, it's like, are we cool? Like, are we still, are we friends? You know, like I can still do my job and have a vagina. And I'm like, who yeah, cares? Just, just needs to, there needs to be, need to know where we stand. Right. Where do we yeah. stand? Like, exactly. let's stop making it awkward. Like Batman was making it awkward. Yeah. She yeah. was totally that's cool. Not, yeah. And that's not pining. That's no. just being human. Right. And, and that's, that's something really interesting and really good that they pointed out at the end was like, yeah, they, this was a story where oftentimes Batman is blamed for, or they're, the writers are blamed for making Batman too perfect. And in this right. case, he was, he, he had his mistakes. imperfections. He made mistakes. Right. Like he it, gave they, in they, to they, lust they, and he right, gave they in. They may not have been yeah. visual mistakes that like, everybody could see, but there's like, you get it if you're thinking about it on this level that, yeah, Batman shouldn't have hesitated to answer that call. He shouldn't have hesitated to talk right. to her about this. Really, his most, re- his relationships, relationships that are not like purchased, you know, like an escort or anything like that, is that he's really attracted to these strong women like Selena Kyle. She yeah, don't, she, exactly. yeah, she walks around with, I don't need no man and kind of thing attitude. And, and he's attracted to her. Like, she doesn't or need Talia me. Al-Gul. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's yeah. these women who can protect themselves. Yeah. Right. And they're, they're not after it for him or anything there it's actually they're equal you know and yes this is bruce who has a lot of money like they don't give a fuck that he's got money like they do their own thing and it makes sense that he would have an attraction to barbara and i loved also that even after her being shot and paralyzed that when she's in the hospital his first reaction like after he tells the the cop to like leave he touches her face like he's he Mm -hmm. still feels it, there's like a sort of guilt. It's like I fucked up and I still care about her. And he touched, you know, just kind of grazes it and calls her Barbara where the whole time he had been calling her Batgirl. Right. This is the time where he actually says her name. And it was it was very intimate. Right. It gets more real to him. Right. And, you know, at that point, even though he's not admitting it, like he knows he messed up. Yeah. Like right. uh, and that's not to say that it was his fault at all what happened but just that he should have approached their relationship differently to begin right with. and it's one of those things too where it it kind of mirrors what alfred was telling him is like you can't protect everyone and i think in his eyes he was thinking joker like himself like like to change him because when he when he has gone to the cell and he's saying like hey you know i want to make amends i don't want to kill you like i need to know how this is going to end and then the whole thing of protecting Barbara from this fucking douchebag, whatever. Right. Paris, France. Yeah. Paris, France. I know. Like this douchey <laughs> guy who with yeah. all this money, like he was trying to protect her from him. Right. And then let alone like the main villain is and, what gets her. And, and when she's not in uniform. Yeah. And that was, he was a new addition for anybody still listening for whatever reason. Yes. If you haven't watched this, he was a new addition to this in the Barbara story at the beginning of this. Right. And this and is what built the relationship. Yeah, he, it, it like pushed. He was the parallel right. to Batman's Joker. He was a lesser version of the Joker because he's making it personal. He is the one who's just like, can't take anything seriously and pushing it and pushing it too far right and he was a lot more of a threat than i thought he would be yeah he he really kind of one-upped everybody at first he just seemed like just one of those annoying yeah he seemed like a throwaway character but man he 
like really pushed. He was able to stand toe to toe with Barbara at the beginning. Right. Definitely. He got the better of her originally. He he did. And that was kind of a scary thing where you didn't see that coming. But then you're like, how is she going to get out of it? I I love the way she reacted, though, like by stealing herself from the vault. Smart girl. Yeah. Very. That was very smart. I thought that too. And I was like, oh, girl, don't don't suffocate. Like, like, get. (laughs) Get help um, now. Yeah. Just from a guy's perspective, because that one person complained that that her having <laughs> sex with with Batman her belittled her. Yeah, belittled her, made her character weaker. And I I agree with Brian Azzarello. I think it made her stronger because it wasn't like she gave in to something. No, it was a this is what I want, and right. she took yeah. it. Yes, well, she pursued That's it. That's why I was that, like, "Get it, it, it get was, it, girl." It was a lot about her personal strength and her, you know, growing more, becoming stronger as a person in different ways on different yeah. levels. And we saw that throughout the movie, and that was something that was really great for her character versus what that person was saying at the end of the panel, at the end of the Q and A, where they essentially were belittling her character by saying that they thought she was being belittled. Like yeah. it was in their from their perspective, they were making it out to be something that it just wasn't. And nobody else yeah. agreed with that. Nobody saw that. Yep. I don't think anyone else in that room was offended by by that at all. I think yeah. everyone else saw it as like, yeah, she she said, you know, this is what I want. I'm taking it. I think that right. this is a this is a person who's looking at things very black and white. And like exactly. I said, it, it's not that a lot of these things need to be shown. They are just you understand them as from just a, a a human perspective like you you understand those the thought process you understand the feelings. right and she actually explains that in a very th- this is what makes brian such an amazing writer like any anyone who's ever read any of his books whether it's 100 bullets or joker or luther you know whatever it is that the way he wrote her and when she's having this conversation with her gay boyfriend is talking about yoga, right? Like this is a yoga right. class or whatever. She's mm-hmm. saying like, and he's he's trying to be very logical. He's like, why are you in it? You know, like, why are you even doing this if you're having this fight with your yoga instructor? You know, she's like, I love the class. Like, you don't understand. I am the best person in that class and he will not let me, you know, show that. And so she she's telling him that, you know, she's in it not for Bruce. She's not in it for Batman. She's in it because she's in it for herself. It's something she loves. It's something she gets out of. You know, she gets something out of it and and it's very fulfilling. And so you already know that her motive had nothing to do sexually. You know, it it was just, you know, she felt that there was a cause that she can actually protect and be a part of. Mm -hmm. And so when the sex actually happens, you knew right then and there, it's like, oh, this is just a perk, you know, like yeah, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, it wasn't a cry for plea or anything. It wasn't that like, oh, she's been sexually horny for whatever. Well, it's like all of a sudden she felt like, you know what? She, she, felt, she felt the need right there. Yeah, yeah. She, why not? Like, I'm going to go for it. It, yeah. was, it was, it she's was just two, no. it was just two people who were very strong and who were, and it was great. a very animal instinct kind of thing, yeah, you yeah, know? And, and even the way she described the aftermath of it was like, you know, sparks flew. Like it was just, it was great. It wasn't about the, it's not the fact that the sex was bad. It's just that like the aftermath is what I have problems with. Yeah. Right. Lack of resolve. Right. But, I mean, aside from, I mean, that wasn't the only thing why it was rated R. You know, there was definitely some 
bloodiness to it. People getting shot in the head and like amputation, a flying severed hand. Yeah, just okay. We're doing this. This is where we're going. You don't know how far they're going to push it, and they push it there. You're like, oh man. Yeah. Oh my god. And like, if you see the cover of the Killing Joke, you would see that it's it's the Joker with the camera on his face and then you right, don't with, realize the Hawaiian way. yes and you don't realize like what is he doing and why that picture is is there so I when the portrayal the port I guess the portrayal the, the when the portrayal happens why he's dressed up that way it's right after he shoots Barbara and he's unbuttoning her shirt right and, yeah. and so already oh, it's like the, the implications the implications there, there mm-hmm. you're like and there's this kind of slight nervousness as of like, did she, did he rape her? There's, there's still, I mean, that's still up for question. That's right. really good writing and really good storytelling where it's like, you can, you're not sure, even though they show I, it and yeah. you, you think that may I have think, happened. I think that a line that they gave Bullock kind of Well, she was in, that, in various yeah, states did. of undress, yes, but was it the fact that she, he did or was it that he wanted them to think he did? Well, I think the, the thing was that when Batman questioned it because Bullock said they found him her in a state of undress and Batman goes a state of undress and Bullock kind of pauses and he goes they didn't tell you and yeah then, and that's that's the line that made me think yeah yeah did. that they probably did a rape test yeah. and she probably was raped and then from Brian wrote in his book the Joker there's a scene where the Joker does rape one of his henchmen's wives yeah. And, you know, we see that and it's explicit and you're yeah. like, he is a rapist. Well, that's even in the um, in the original story, too, right. where there's the pictures and you see what may have happened. But they don't again, they don't go into details of it or tell you specifically that it did. Just like, well, it probably did. Right. Right. But yeah, they don't. They don't right. confirm. And, I mean, the-, the other thing they don't confirm, which is still up for question, of course, is the very end, which. Of course, if you've ever read the story, you kind of, and it's always been up in the air, is whether or not Batman killed the Joker at the end. Right. Yeah. It's still, it's still, and I think he didn't. I I mean, I feel like he didn't, and I I think that would keep the story stronger if he he didn't. Right. Because it. It, it's almost like a, a case of like if he did, then the Joker kind of wins, you know, because that's right. him being pushed to the Batman, being pushed to the exactly. edge, and proving the Joker right. And that was the whole thing that Gordon was trying to tell him is like prove to him. Like one, Gordon goes through all this shit, right, where he is completely naked. He goes through basically a funhouse of horror and is shown the pictures of Barbara completely nude and shot. Like he was there when she got shot and and all this other stuff. And he's still not broken. Like Joker did not get to him. And he is fighting for the law to be in stone. And he's telling, he's telling, I was like, make sure that our way works. Let him know that our way works. That's the only way Joker doesn't win. Yeah. Is if Batman does it by the books. Does it by the books. Yeah. Exactly. And, but I did like that they still used the joke at the end where yes! Batman was laughing. Right. That was yeah. so that was good. good. That was that was very pleasing for sure. Yeah. It was yeah. very pleasing. Was so I think, you know, he just good, went back to Arkham. And that's the thing is that the jo- Joker knew. He's like, you know, like you're not going to kill me. And that was it. He's like, well, before you leave, you know, before you take me away. And he says his joke. And that was that was priceless. Yeah. It was, the, it was the wonderful. Joke. Yeah. And uh, also, let's touch on the 
scene at the end that after everybody get up for some oh reason. Oh my god! Like, yeah. How do you not see I that? Know. How do you not stay for I, credits or anything? Yeah. God. Uh, so the scene at the end is the way the film started. It started with Barbara and it ends with Barbara. Yeah. And this is her in her wheelchair coming in and she's on the phone with her father saying like, oh, like she had squash and, and she, you know, like she's still going out and she's doing it, things. It's her adapting to, since we her haven't new said it life. already, her new life of being paraplegic. And then when she goes into her home and goes into her office, her new and improved office. Mm-hmm. We as are Oracle. as the Oracle, that's which where, was, like, everybody yeah. cheered. And that's again, yeah. that's that's still showing, even though she is physically a different person, that doesn't make her any less strong. It makes her it makes her stronger. stronger it makes even. her stronger. She's yeah. Still out there to do the job. Right. Because this is one of those things where, you know, Joker's trying to prove like trying to with Gordon. Right. But at the same time, almost like fucking with her, like she, too, had a bad day. She gave up her uniform that day. She got shot. Her father gets taken away. She has no idea where he is. She may or may not have gotten raped. We don't know. And at the end, in her state, like listening to the doctor and hearing that I'm paralyzed, I'm never going to walk again. She's telling Batman, she's like, go find my father. Don't stay here. Go find him. Mention or even question what happened to her. Yeah, she's no. All she, about, go find my dad. Yeah, right. like that's the most important thing right now. I'm alive. Fine. Go find my father. Yeah. So she still has that resolve. Yeah. Hers wasn't broken. Commissioner Gordon's wasn't broken. And hopefully Batman's wasn't broken. And he didn't kill Joker at the end. Yeah. And and that was so great. And those who don't know who the Oracle is, is that she is basically, I mean, she's Batman's right hand man, like in his ear. And she does her detective work and she still tells him like where things are just using her tech savvy. Right. And I and I think that that at that point they're showing that she is definitely now his equal. Yes. You know, we we said before that Batman told her that line that, you know, you're enjoying this. You're enjoying what you do. And because you haven't been taken to the edge of the abyss yet. right. Right. You haven't been taken too far to where it's no longer a I want to do this. It's a I have to do this right. sort of thing. She was still doing it was still I want to do this for her. Right. And and this whole this whole movie was basically that journey of her being taken to that abyss mm-hmm. and and not falling in. So by the end, you know, she is basically like, you know, it's a need to now. Right. It, it's this. This is what I do. This is what I have to this do. This is what I'm good right. at. So she is now on his level, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else anyone else wants to say? We gave our reviews. We love the movie. Five out of five overall rating. Any closing comments? Is is there any other um, stories that you would want to see adapted this way? Oh, my goodness. Because I've got so many. Hush. Hush. I've always wanted Hush to be. Oh, oh my God. God. Like, I I want that to be either live action or cartoon. I would love a live action Hush. That would be really cool. I feel like Hush could be the most threatening Batman villain. Yes. I mean, he knows his secret. Yes. He knows his secret. This is his childhood best friend. Mm-hmm. That he grew up with. Thomas Elliot. Yes. yes. And who's a doctor and all this and then turns into this villain He's and fucked with him. What I love about that is the parallel between like he and Bruce are like Brothers. raised on almost the exact same way. Right. Exactly. And then he takes the 
you know, he just takes the negative path. Right. Yeah. And it was out of jealousy. It was jealousy that, you know, it's like his parents brought him in because he just lost his and the the whole like my parents love you more kind of thing. And it's also also that Bruce got all that inheritance because his parents died. So he's like, all right, well, I'll fix that myself. Yeah. But I mean, Thomas Ellie was also a rich kid. So like his parents were friends with his friends, you know, and they were doctors and like that. He's he's basically the the he was a bratty kid. Yeah, Yeah, he was he was the brat rich kid. And but pretend, but also very manipulative, you know, pretended to like, no, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, we're brothers. Sure. Yeah. All this other bullshit. He's the path that Bruce could have been. Yes. Exactly. Could easily, easily. Bruce's dark side. And that's why I'm I'm disappointed that they didn't use him in like the third movie or something. And I hope they bring him up eventually because I I truly believe that he could be the biggest threat. Yeah, I think he, he could be because what I loved about, you know, that graphic novel reading was that. Bruce was also doing his detective work, right? Like you, he's going through all the villains that you start seeing. You're like, oh my God, he's talking to everybody and he's trying mm-hmm. to figure out like who is trying to work with me? How did they get to the back cave? How did all this other stuff? Who is leading me all this? And it was right in front of him the entire time. Right. And that was was yeah. so great. It's that like he, you know, like he, he did not, he could not fathom that this guy, his best friend, you know, his brother would do, would be doing this. And that was was really cool is that once the reveal happens, you yourself, you're like, that's cool. That would be great if that was adapted to an animated or live action feature. For me, it would be Nightfall just because I love that's my favorite Bane story ever. I mean, as long as they don't use Bane from the third movie (laughs) or whatever, like they they kind of did a little bit of Nightfall in it, but not much. Just you want a more Spanish? I, I ignore just that. Just the breaking the back. I ignore thing. that movie. Right. Yeah, I, right, I need true. more. I need my, my Bane to be a giant luchador. A, a huge giant luchador. luchador. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's more threatening to me than this other dude was. So, yeah, I need this Bane and I need him to break Batman's back. Yeah. I need Asriel to come in. I need all those other people to Azrael be trying to be replace. To mm-hmm. You know, I need him to replace Batman and make it to where, you know, he is the Batman that people think they want, but it turns out like that's not the way it is. And that's right. not, you know, and so just Nightfall is just an awesome storyline. Yeah. I would love for that to be animated. And I know they talked about it and they don't have any plans for it in the future, but one eventually day, one yeah. day I've, I've got so many uh, to piggyback off of Hush. Um, because it was written by the same people. The long Halloween would be one. I would love uh, to see that's a good one. as an animation. Um, one because you you get to see the whole rogues gallery. Yeah, it's a great detective story. Yes, yeah. that's what people forget is that is that he's a detective yeah. first. All of the Nolan films they miss that completely. Oh my god, he was not a detective at all. Yeah, and the Long Halloween is probably one of my favorite like detective actual like stories for Batman. Yeah, yeah. True. Um, also just because uh, they they take Batman to that extreme dark place. Um, the Black Mirror and Court of Owls. Oh, the Court of Owls. Court yeah. Of Owls. yeah. That is so surreal too. Like, it's just, it's scary. Like, and it, but it has that sort of Stanley Kubrick, you know, eyes wide shut feel kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, the masks and you don't know yeah. these elite people. And what I love about the Court of Owls too, and it's something that he says a lot in the actual, um, in the graphic novel is that Batman feels that he knows Gotham. Right. He knows the city. And then by the end, he realizes, I don't know God. I know. And that that shakes him to his core. 
that's what gets to him. And that's why they get the upper hand on him is because he they basically pull the rug out from under him and no one's been able to do that before. Yeah. I I think he just kind of like let his ego grow or because he's been in the city for so long and he's got ears and eyes everywhere. Like he thinks he knows the show, but you know, it's underground and unless you're, it was unexpected. Yeah. It was completely unexpected. This is the the first time he's been really caught off guard. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's what, what's so great about them compared to many of the villains is that, you know, you can always expect the Joker to be crazy, nuts, and do something lavish. And because he's very eccentric that way, you right. could always expect, you know, the penguin to be very smart and mischievous with what he does. Mm. Like he ha- he knows who he's fighting. He knows everybody's flaws and, and he knows what to expect from them. But yeah, when Cordovales came out, it was kind of a, it was a game changer for everybody, all yeah, viewers. Yeah, you know? I mean, that, that even took him back to his childhood. Yeah. If yeah. you're, if you're looking at it like that, and that's something that he'd been pursuing that just comes back up out of nowhere. And right, so that, right. That would be just and, an interesting story because I don't think a lot of people know that story yeah. the way they do the other. And it also right. plays with like the, it plays with Dick Grayson's origin. Oh my also, God. Grayson, right, yeah. yeah. And that, um, yeah, it really kind of, not really changes your opinion on them, but you kind of see that, you know, the background of some of these families, they're not nearly as pristine as you thought. They right. Were. I mean, yeah, like they've been, they've been in the shadows much longer than Batman ever has. And that's exactly. just kind of it is that that's why he thought he knew everything like uh-huh. that. Everything would have happened right after him, but every, everything was going on way before him, like during so, his, his father and, right. and just turn it a little bit. They actually do have a court of owls animated right. movie to some degree, at least it, it's yeah. a Batman and Robin uh, one with Damien in it. But yeah, it's, <sighs> it's essentially the same story. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely play on that, but it's, it's still good. I like no, it. it's great. I mean, if you don't know who they are or whatever, it's, it's almost putting a face to the legend of what the Illuminati is out there. Like yeah, everyone right. talks about it, but no one knows if it exists. It's just right. always yeah, like, a theory, a conspiracy. Yeah. So Apparently, it's really cool. They are doing something about Court of Owls in Gotham, like the, oh. the TV show. Mm. I don't know what exactly because they're they're doing so much stuff before he even becomes right. Batman that it doesn't yeah. make that much sense. But to, to do Court of Owls with that, I think would be a mistake because part of the heavy portion of it, like I was talking about a little while ago, is the fact that it's something that Bruce is. It's left unresolved. Uh, in Bruce's childhood and yeah. so it takes him up until adulthood to actually find out what this is all about what this right. association so to, to make it something that happens while he's a kid I would just kill it like that would just yeah. kind of make it pointless well right. yeah uh, Gotham does a lot of that unfortunately. Well, oh my god I know <laughs> but uh, before we get into rants about Gotham uh, any any closing comments from anybody definitely worth watching in theaters oh my god what an experience oh yeah uh, it comes out on Monday and Friday. I don't know when this is going to be, or Monday and Tuesday. I don't know when this is going to be aired. Probably tomorrow morning. Oh, sweet. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, definitely worth, it's only going to be in theaters on Monday and Tuesday. It'll be out on Amazon or wherever it is you can purchase it. But, August 2nd is when it comes out on Blu-ray. And it's worth owning. Definitely worth owning. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, watch, watch it with a group of friends who've read the book. Get your 
brains blown out like but 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 i mean like <laughs> not literally not literally <laughs> figuratively have your brains blown yeah, out yeah <laughs> yeah but just like uh, the madness of watching this graphic novel it's almost like what it's it's like when you're a kid and your favorite book is this pop pop-up book and you can play with it you know you're just like oh my god it there's it, life it's seeing to it. this story brought to life yeah yeah like, let it let it blow your mind don't get your brains blown out. let it blow, <laughs> let it blow your mind term, but don't whatever. blow your brains out yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not... and also for like the joker <laughs> okay. to be singing that's actually a cool oh, yeah, they did have a song in that there was, and, yeah man, that's really it, cool. creepy yeah. oh yeah it is Ooh, this joker was not a fun joker no yeah. this was the the insane i've finally gone too far joker yeah yeah just uh this is just totally off of what we're talking about but um, just for everyone listening, we will get back to our our anime schedule because we were doing anime month, but we <laughs> circumstances had to make us switch things up. Joseph and I moving had to have us push it a week and then Comic-Con is having us push another week. So we're still going to do all the requests that we got. You know, so conveniently, we'll this it. is going to come out on Saturday morning. So, yeah, this will kind of make sense. How would you like to close it? Uh, I mean, there's nothing I can really say more than we've already said. Watch this movie. Actually, you should have watched this if you've still if you're still listening right now. You've watched this movie, but uh, good on you. Um, <laughs> if if you agree, good on you. yeah, yeah. Have you never heard that expression? I have. It just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it just sounds so silly. <laughs> okay. It is. Comment to us. Let us know how you felt about it. If you thought differently. And look for Nerd Sloth instead of BS Excluded. Yeah, yeah. Nerd Sloth is going to be our thing now. So BS Excluded is dying. It was, it got its brains blown out. Ah, <laughs> it did joke not. Blew its brains it out. did not. It's <laughs> no, just. No, it's being, it's being softly it's retired. It's taking a nap. It's taking a nap. It's taking a nap. It's taking a slothy. Yeah, it's yeah. So, um, yeah, if you uh, go to social media and look for Nerd Sloth, and you're going to start seeing all of our updates on there instead. We're going to stop updating the BSX stuff so that we can move on to um, bigger, slothier things. <laughs> it has evolved as a network into a sloth. Yes. Devolved? I don't know. We'll I think, see. I think we evolved. They used a moonstone and evolved us into <laughs> yeah. a nerd sloth. Now we're hairy. Must have been. Yeah. I've always <laughs> been hairy. Sorry. <laughs> now we're lazier than normal. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Shadai, for jumping in. Yeah, with us. thanks for inviting me. This is a lot of fun. Appreciate it. And you got to jump in another episode. I was going to say, by inviting, like, you're just in our hotel room. Yeah. So that, I mean, thanks you're for pretty much going to be there anyway. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, thanks for jumping in on the mic that was open. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Open mic night. <laughs> All right. Well, our milk supply has now run dry. So it's time for us to say goodbye. And once again, I'm Joseph. I'm Chris. I'm Shadai. And we'll see you next Saturday. Or sometime in between. I'm not sure yet. So, yeah, sometime. Maybe. We'll see you. We will see sometime. you. Sometime. <laughs> on a future date. Bye. 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 Presented by NerdSloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash NerdSloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at NerdSloth.com.